Hi, CityCast listeners. On Fridays, we talk about the week's Houston news. Today, I'm doing that with podcaster and journalist Donnie Houston and CityCast Houston producer Carleon Jones. It's Friday, October 21st, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right. Donnie, welcome back to CityCast Houston. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, and Carly, let's talk about the news. Um, Carly, what do you think the biggest story was this week in Houston? So I think the biggest story, because it kind of was a national story, honestly, um, but it involves a Houston native, so that's why we're going to talk about it. Okay. I'm pretty sure y'all seen that Kanye West is being sued by George Floyd's family for (sighs) his comments on a show called Drink Champs. And so um, basically, the mother of George Floyd's daughter is suing Kanye West for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress. What did Kanye say? So basically, he was on the show Drink Champs and was talking about the death of George Floyd in 2020. Um, And he made a statement that said, they hit him with fentanyl. If you look, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck. So if you remember this... um, this tragic incident that happened back in 2020. Oh, who could forget that? Yeah. George Floyd um, was killed by a police officer who had put his knee on his neck for about nine and a half minutes. Um, So basically, Kanye was trying to say that that's not the manner that he died in, which is, you know, basically defamation in a way. But the lawyer did say that you cannot defame the dead. Yeah. But... This is a false statement in the manner of the death. So they're still trying to do a $250 million lawsuit against Kanye. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. I, um, I, I can't believe he would even say something like that, man. Like, you know. I keep thinking he has gone over the edge. <laughs> yeah. And then he does one more thing. Mm-hmm. It's getting worse and worse. And it's like after, you know, there's been he's been making like a lot of comments and, you know, he was all in the news about the the White Lives Matter shirt that he wore. And um, I think it was Paris Fashion Week. It was just, you know, he's been doing a lot of different things um, since the episode aired, aired. It has been taken down because, you know, it's offensive. Like, you know, I don't know why he even spoke on the death, honestly, but um, I wonder how the lawsuit is going to turn out, honestly. Yeah. Do y'all think that they're going to win any money from it or no? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That was interesting when I saw the uh, the information about the lawsuit because I was like, wow, I mean, I don't I don't know if you can win. Like, I don't know. And they're asking for a lot of money, like 200 some million dollars or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're aiming high so they can try to get something. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I feel that Maybe like. he'll settle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people say crazy stuff. These days on TV, on podcasts, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a straight up lie, they're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know whether they've got any legal ground to stand on. But if nothing else, you know, they're drawing attention to the idea that this is a craziness, a, a moment of just being utterly shamelessly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lawyer for um, Floyd's family is saying that his daughter is being re-traumatized by Kanye's comments and that he's just um, created an unsafe and unhealthy environment for her. Uh, that was the quote that he used. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. So Donnie, what do you think the biggest news of the week was? 
you know, 50 Cent is going to be the Grand Marshal for the Thanksgiving uh, tape parade. <laughs> and it's just like, man, I used to, like, I'm not knocking it, right? This is great news, you know. Yeah. This is pretty cool, 50 Cent's the you know, Grand Marshal. But I've lived in Houston my whole life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and 50's been here for maybe like six months, right? Like mm-hmm. nine months. And he's, he's doing everything. He's killing it. Yeah. It's not like there aren't Houston rappers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most random thing. It's like, okay, 50 cents to Grand Marshal of the, the Houston Thanksgiving Parade. <laughs> like, that's that's crazy. He's been down here doing a lot of different stuff. Like, he said he's going to turn Houston into the next Hollywood. So, we'll see. I did go to some of the Tycoon Weekend events, and it was a lot of fun. But um, I, I don't know <laughs> if that's who I would have picked for the for the uh, Grand Marshal. <laughs> But hey, yeah, like, yeah. Where, where's Paul Wall, man? Yeah. <laughs> <Flip> <laughs> back. Zero. We yeah. have some options. Try the truth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. people you can call, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So they didn't have the parade. They had to cancel it last year. So the guy who was supposed to be the Grand Marshal, um, Peter Hotez, the vaccine researcher, mm-hmm. is also going to be like riding in a car, being sort of a like. I don't know, backup grand marshal that's getting a, his do over. That's a funny switchover. It went from a uh, yeah. from a vaccine researcher uh-huh. to fifty cent. Right, to fifty cent. <laughs> to right. fifty cent. You know, we got range this city. Yeah. You know? That's hilarious. <laughs> what about you, Lisa? What was your biggest story? Well, I am torn. Um okay, partly I think the Astros are just riveting. Mm-hmm. But I am going to say that it's early voting okay. that is starting Monday because these elections are just a big, big deal. Um, you know, and I don't know if y'all have walked past a TV, you've probably seen all the ads. You know, there's so much money mm-hmm. out there. And, you know, we're seeing people like Lynn manuel Miranda coming to town, um, you know, endorsing Beto and giving a shout out to Rochelle Garza, who's running for attorney general. And I just think so much hangs on this election. You know, we've got members of Congress. We've got the Texas governor, lieutenant governor, state attorney general, mm-hmm. county judge, all on the ballot and some big bond issues. And people are saying that turnout in Harris County could swing the entire state, mm-hmm. you know, depending on who actually shows up to vote. Mm-hmm. Makes a big difference, you know. And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for numbers to start rolling in and to see, you know, are people voting? How are they voting? I I know that I won't really know until election day, but ay yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've never well, actually, I'm always surprised by how childish the um, commercials get every time that elections come around. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy the lengths they go through to try to put the other oh, it's candidate. it's the lowest of the lowest. It's the lowest <laughs> of the lowest. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But hopefully there is, there is a big turnout for this because... There's so much stuff that really rides on this, like, you know, abortion rights. There's, you know, gun control laws. There's just so Mm -hmm. much that's really been happening that's, like, really detrimental to the state that we do need a big turnout for this election. Yeah. All right. So, Donnie, what do you think should have gotten more attention? What piece of news do you think was kind of overlooked this week? Uh, Well, I mean, I I don't really know. You know, maybe I was out of the loop, you know, but... 
Elton John canceling his uh, farewell concert? Because the Astros are doing so well, right? We love the Astros, oh, right? Yeah. You know, except if you unless you're an Elton John fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Clearly this and clearly this was a big deal because the, the concert yeah. was going to be held at Minute Maid Park. So there were a lot of people, you know, looking forward to this thing. And um I hope they're yeah. they're, they're Astros fans so they're not too <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get an Astros ticket if you had one for Elton John. I don't think they replace it. They should. Yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying in the sense of, I'm in the sense of uh, yeah. replacing the the entertainment. You know, like okay. Oh right, right, right. Well, Astros are doing well, so okay, cool. But like, if you hate the Astros and you really love Elton John, it kind of sucks for you right now. So yeah, that was uh, that was that was interesting to to, to find out. You know, yeah. I didn't know that. He's like 75. They said this is his final tour, but hasn't he like done a few final tours at this point? Or am I remembering wrong? <laughs> I don't know. But when I saw it, I was like, I felt like, okay, is this farewell? Like, what leg is this? Exactly. I felt like I feel like I've seen and heard of something like this before. Me but too. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it, you know, again, you know, it's unfortunate. And the thing is, is there's no there's no rescheduling, so he's not coming back. You know, it's just like. Yeah, they. That, yeah. I don't know who scheduled this in the first place. Like they didn't have, they must have not had like faith in the Astros whenever they booked that concert in the first place. Because <laughs> I, I don't know why you would do that. But yeah. <laughs> well, they book them years out. Oh, you don't know. Okay. Okay. Years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes but sense. like, can we talk about like how everybody is excited about the Astros? How it's reshaping downtown? I mean, it's. It's kind of fun driving around now, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all the jerseys. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of energy from everybody in Houston. Even people that don't watch baseball <laughs> are, are going to be hyped. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Most mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, it's always good when the when the teams are doing good in the city. Like, I remember the last time uh, the Astros won. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, was, the World was, Series. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, uh-huh. so. Yeah, I'm hoping they make it to the World Series again this year, cause that'll be super fun. Yeah. No, I'm, I am hopeful. Carly, what about you? What do you think should have gotten more attention this week? So, I read that Texas schools are encouraging parents to store their children's DNA in fingerprint records. Oh, sending kits. Yeah, they're sending kits to schools. Um, they're saying it's for kids in case they go missing. But um, this is happening like less than six months after the Uvalde shooting. So a lot of parents and teachers are kind of pointing out that this might actually be to collect data so that they can identify children in case of another shooting. Yeah, like one of the most heartbreaking things in Uvalde was that, you know, that high-powered rifle blew the kids up so much that Mm. they were identifying them by their shoes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and in some cases, they couldn't identify them, mm-hmm. and they needed the DNA. So. Yeah, they had parents outside of the school doing DNA tests and everything to identify um, the children. So that's why a lot of people are thinking that this is what the kids are actually for. Now, they wrote this out in San Antonio um, like about a month ago, but they're about to bring mm-hmm. it to Houston like next week. Yeah, this is the state, the <clears throat> Texas Education Agency mm-hmm. that's rolling it out. Yeah, and... Yeah. The the kids have some kind of, let's not say weird sayings on it, but they have a message written on the top of them that say, a gift of safety from our family to yours. And then they also have like an envelope 
that's enclosed in them that says over 800,000 children are missing every year, which is one child every 40 seconds. So they're kind of really trying to push the idea that this is just for missing children. Um, the kits are supposed to, you they're optional. And you can take them home, basically, put the DNA in there and then keep it at your house. And I guess you just return it to law enforcement if something was to occur. Um, I don't really know how I feel about this. Like, it partially is a good idea, but then at the same time, it's kind of scary that we even have to do something like this. But I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't want to live in this world. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all, my underrated story is just way nerdier than y'all's. <laughs> Maybe you were expecting it, but um, so if you are an urban nerd and you sort of pay attention to things like urban planning, you know that Houston is the only big city in the United States that has no zoning. And this is one of those things that, you know, people say makes us so different from other cities, you know, that because we don't control how land is used through zoning. Um you know, that it's a harder place to be an urban planner. And when urban planners talk about Houston, they're always pointing out what a sprawly, ugly mess we are and hard to live in. So what has changed, what makes me think the tide is starting to turn a little bit, is that an urban planner named M. Nolan Gray, no relation to me, (laughs) has a new book out. It's called Arbitrary Lines. Mm -hmm. And he is arguing that actually... Zoning is not all good. He says it hardens racial and class lines mm-hmm. in cities by making it hard to build anything but a single family home on a mm-hmm. lot that you own. And he gives a whole chapter to Houston. And he says that although we are as segregated as other cities, he believes that our lack of zoning has made it easier for us to build affordable housing here. And that's one of the reasons why. It's so much cheaper to live here than in other cities. Mm. Yeah. So I just think, huh, okay, maybe we did something right. I'm not sure we knew we were doing it right. (laughs) Yeah, we probably didn't know. Oh, (laughs) Houston. Probably didn't know. But that is a good point. Zoning does create a lot of racial uh, injustice. So, yeah, that is actually a really good point. I never realized that Houston didn't have zoning, honestly. I never did. Yeah, I mean, we have stuff like deed restrictions mm-hmm. in neighborhoods and, you know, there are things like parking requirements and, you know, the city has various ways that it controls what you can build. But, but yeah, no zoning. Mm. It's not like a piece of land is zoned for residential only. So oh, wow. there you go. One more way we're special. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All right, y'all. What is making you happy? Carly, what is your moment of joy this week? So it's homecoming week. Well, it starts on Sunday. Yeah. I did not go to PVAMU, but a lot of my friends did. So I like to go back to homecoming with them. <laughs> so you drive up to Prairie View? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's uh-huh. a lot of fun. Honestly, like whenever I was in college, it was more fun because it was like less restricted. Like you can go to the concerts that they have and all of that. They kind of made it where it's only like student only concerts now. So it is called homecoming, Carly. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> when, when it's homecoming, people come back to the schools you know alumni and things like that so I feel like it should be open to everybody yeah. but um, I think TSU's homecoming is also this week <laughs> you're coming home to a home you didn't have yes yes but it's my <laughs> friend's home so it's mine too basically you oh, know? okay so, All right. 
Yeah, their home is your home. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> exactly. But I'm excited for it because I love homecoming. Yeah. It's a lot of good food, good people, good music. Just it's a lot of fun. So I'm super excited. And it's like um, around the the big part, which is going to be like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, is on Halloween weekend. So I'm pretty sure oh. they'll have some stuff surrounded with that too. So that's what's making me happy. Donnie, what about you? Oh, man. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, checking out the Southern Smoke Festival. Oh, uh, barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, they said they have over 40 uh, chefs there. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot to choose from. Bum B is going to be out there. So I'll see if I can grab me a Cheeto burger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you had one yet? I've had it. I've had it a couple times. Yeah, I've had yeah. it a couple times. Okay. okay. Yeah. Have you guys had it? No. Have no, guys, I haven't had one. Had I've been wanting uh, to. I have uh, yeah, you have to. I mean, hey, listen, it's not easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not easy. It, t- it takes a lot of patience, timing. You know, if you know some people, that would be great. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. If you can get your hands on a trill burger, it's, it's definitely a, it's a good burger. Does he have a location? From what I'm hearing, that that may be uh, something in the future. Okay. But I think right now they're just doing a, like the pop-ups. pop-ups. Stuff right See, now. that's the problem yeah. is that I can't every time. I don't know where to pop up to yet. So. <laughs> That's why I haven't got to try. You gotta follow. You have to. You gotta follow the Instagram. Follow follow yeah. one or, or the Trill Burger Instagram. Uh, that's where usually where they put the information. Of, like maybe a couple of days beforehand. Okay. But yeah, I mean, if you go, you have to make sure you know, uh, be prepared to wait. Okay. <laughs> you know, and get there or get there extremely early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but but once you once you do, do get your hands on the burger, it's, it's a great burger, man. So okay, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. try it. So are you yeah. eating just one burger at Southern Smoke, or are you pacing yourself? Well, it, that's just the trill burger. So I'm gonna see what uh-huh. all, what all they have. You know, forty different chefs. You know, there's gonna be a, a plethora of options. You know, so I'll yeah. see if I can get a little bit of everything, a little link mm-hmm. sausages, something. You know, uh, whatever else they may have. Going out some ribs. You know, I'm not gonna do too much, but just enough. You know, it's the festival, so you know I have to <laughs> indulge just a little bit. You know, what I was I mean? gonna uh, say you need to do yeah. too much if it's if it's a barbecue festival. You gotta eat everything. Right, right, <laughs> you gotta try, right, try right. Everything. What, what am I here for? Yeah. What did I come for? Right. Have you been? Before? Before, or is this your first time going? I've never been. Okay. I've never been. Okay. Yeah. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Should be great. Mm-hmm. All right. The thing making me happy, and again, this is kind of nerdy, <laughs> is y'all don't even laugh at me, Carly. All right. Is that at the Houston Zoo, there are two baby flamingos. Okay. Um, these are okay. yeah, the, the first flamingo chicks that they've had born at the zoo in six years. Oh, wow. And you can see, like, you know, the big, long-leggedy pink parent kind of curving down to this fluffy little chick. And I don't know. Aww. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> and big fat bonus, the two chicks' names are Astro and Orbit. Oh, oh perfect. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Good timing. The zoo did not miss that marketing opportunity. They did not. So. Yeah. And, and it's a good time to go to the zoo because of the, the Zubu lights thing that they have going on. So... You get to go see the flamingos and, yeah, Halloween. And they are also doing this Zubu after hours every Friday night. So that's when the zoo stays open till 830. And they have stuff like music and ice carving and, you know, a dance party. Mm. So, yeah. That sounds fun. A little extra Halloween. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole time there's going to be Halloween decorations at the zoo. Mm -hmm. Yep, get you in the mood. Yeah. 
<laughs> Halloween is here. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. This has been really fun. It has. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Donnie. Oh, definitely. Thank you, guys. That was Donnie Houston and Carly on Jones. That is it for our show this week. Our lead producer, Dina Kesba, is away on parental leave. Her baby, Idris, was born October 4th, and he weighed 7 pounds, 6 ounces. Our producers are Carly on Jones and A.K. Al Moman. Our newsletter writer is Brooke Lewis. And I'm your host, Lisa Gray. Our theme music is by Farrell Gibbs and his band, All the Components. We'll be back on Monday. Talk with you then. God, I'm just sucking, y'all. Sorry about this. <laughs>